In this episode, we discuss other ways of getting Star Wars and how did the galaxy allow a Sith Lord to become Emperor? You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. In between it all. Balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail. But there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. All right. Well, welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is, uh, I think we're getting to our sixth episode, um, which is pretty exciting for us. Um, we've got some cool things to talk about. But first, let me say hello to everybody who's with us today. Hello, Rodney. Hey, what's happening, man? How you doing? I, I am, you know, actually excited to have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. And Albert, how you doing? Hello there. I'm doing dandy. <laughs> and Elena, how you doing? What's up, y'all? <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. Um, so we're gonna dive right into our fandom topic today. Um, we right before we started recording, we were actually having a conversation about different fandom topics, um, which ones we wanted to do. Came up with a few that probably will appear on future uh, episodes, um, but decided on on this one here, which is sort of an interesting topic, which is um, aside from the movies and and the TV shows, um, how do you take your Star Wars in that, uh, you know, what are other ways that you uh, you get Star Wars information or feel a part of the Star Wars universe um, and uh you know, and we'll, we'll sort of see uh, what we have to say about that and see if we can recommend things to each other or uh, or to you um, or or just see. Um, and uh, so, you know, we're really talking about like video games and books and comic books and anything else we can uh, sort of think of. Um, and uh, so uh, is there a volunteer to kick us off this time? Or are you going to take somebody out of the crowd? Not it. If you want to go... Not, not it. <laughs> I thought I'd try something different this time. Usually, I'm just like randomly picking somebody, and somebody's just like, uh, "Oh, I'll go." <laughs> uh, 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 don't look at me! Don't look at me! No. <laughs> this is very much the teacher in me going, "Hey, who do I pick on?" Um, so, yeah. So let's see. And I actually don't know the answers to these, even though we were kind of talking about this. Like, I don't know what you might say. Uh, Rodney, why don't we start with you? Ah, oh, darn it. <laughs> Fine. You, you. <laughs> I'll slowly walk to the front of the class. Uh, well, okay. Uh, I do quite a few different multimedias when it comes to Star Wars. Um, most recently, I literally bought an Xbox One just for the coming Star Wars uh, Fallen Order game. Uh, aside of that, I also am a big fan of audiobooks, being that I'm in my work van driving a lot during the day. I listen to them constantly. Um, so I'm a, I'm kind of a multimedia-ist. Uh, the comic books are kind of hard for me to keep up with. Going back to the comic store every week or month whenever they come out is kind of hard. Um, but I do appreciate the artwork. Um, one of my... Let's see, one of my notable reads was definitely the uh, Sith Lords book, which uh, I guess has been now erased from the the good canon, so to speak, is now it's Legends. But that was... Wait, which, which one Wait, which one, which one are you talking... Because there was the Lords of the Sith, Lord right? The Sith. Not, but no. Yep, the one with Vader yeah, and Palpatine. Yeah, that's canon. I was about to say, I think that was book it? is still considered Yeah, it canon. was right after, it was right, it was one of the first ones, but it was canon. It was right after A New Dawn, which was the first one in the new canon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. That, that book alone is, is great, too. And really, I would love to see that visualized in some sort of um, visual media, to see Palpatine and Vader literally back-to-back, lightsabers in hands. That's, that whole, that chunk of that book was really enjoyable. Um, I also appreciate the, the voice acting that comes from the audiobooks uh, and the sound effects, being that uh, as 
a, a Star Wars performer, so to speak. I get a lot of inspiration for the voice acting of like how to make a, a voice sound very. And it's literally like it's one guy <laughs> doing all yeah. these different voices. So he, you mean Mark Thompson? The freaking um, god there's a few. of there's Star a few. Wars audience. But let's be honest, he's definitely Don't... one of the best. Yeah, there's a few. It's Mark Thompson, right? He's the guy from New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Thompson. Like, uh, Jonathan the... Davies, is that the other one who does a few bunch of them? I, I honestly, yeah. I can't tell you the names. I just know that one oh. guy does about 15 different voices. I and, think that's the guy you're talking about, definitely. And it's it really helps... Um, on the production side, creating sh- uh, shows and audio for Saber Guild to hear how these guys are making voices and kind of guiding other people. When you when I'm doing recordings with um, members, it's like, okay, try it like this. Uh, and I literally had to make a guy run around the block a couple times to get that because <sighs> he's got to talk and he's got to act and he's got to he's got like you you, you gotta <laughs> you, yeah you, yeah it's kind of like the voice <laughs> directing and i get a lot of inspiration from that as well as the production side of you know sound effects and making a scene sound more than just a guy in front of a microphone um really uh it it, it helps engulf the listener or the reader or however you there's something that one thing you i don't get from audio i mean from actual reading is all the sound effects and the settings and hearing the ship fly over and yeah like it's that doesn't jump off the page to me the where the audio side does and i think that that probably comes from my days as a musician and dealing with music and all of that stuff so audible uh, audible immersion is very key for me uh, and also with yeah. the gaming, because like I started gaming now again, because you know I kind of stopped for a little bit when I got married and had kids and got other more important things to do. But now I'm literally playing my Xbox with headphones on, and I'm just like Im- amazed at the sound quality coming through, and it's it's immersive, and that really sells it to me, just like the movies. <laughs> well, I I'm actually 100% with you on the audio, uh, audible. That's actually mm-hmm. how I uh, get through a lot of the books because I just don't have time to read them. So my commute becomes my time to sort of quote unquote read the books. Um, and uh, and you're right about the production. And and honestly, both ends of it. Like there's a couple books where I'm like, I wonder if I would enjoy this more if it was read by a different person or. And vice versa, like that that person did a really good job, and maybe I like that book more than, you know, I might have if I just read it or if somebody else had done it. But, uh, um, yeah, and some and some of the people, like you're saying, are are amazing voice actors and do such a good job mm-hmm. um, with them and and create the characters. Although if you listen to enough of them, oftentimes you'd be like, wait, that's the same voice he used yeah, for yeah. another character a couple books that, ago. The guy that did uh, the Thrawn book, uh, his his Thrawn voice is very soft. And it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know? Elena no, I, thought, I actually I, I, I actually was, I thought that, that it uh, helped that book a lot because oh, yeah. I thought his voice matched the show really well. And then you hear him, um, like, listen to him read a cooking book or something. It's like, why is Thrawn adding uh, eggs to a batter? <laughs> it's, just, it's just when worlds collide, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's interesting. I mean, it's, some of them, that that's obviously their profession. And then some of the books, like, um, I really like that they got Ashley Eckstein to read the Ahsoka book. Uh-huh. Um, but she reads it straight. Like, she doesn't really do she the voices. Do voice acting. Yeah, so I, you know, which is which, which I thought was surprising, but, but, you know, I think maybe because you're just going to recognize her anyways. Um, yeah. But, um, so I don't know. And there's a few that I'm waiting, you know, that I'm still are in my queue to get to that I'm curious as to um, how they come out. Like the like the new Padme book is read by, uh, was it Catherine Tabor who did the voice on Clone Wars? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was her voice actress. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how that one is. I haven't I, that one I haven't read, but but uh, no, I'm with you. The uh, Audible books are the way to go for a lot of and these. This is not an advertisement for Audible, by the way. That's no, true. It's true. I should I should or whatever way you get your audio books. I don't. Okay, <laughs> honestly, like I would totally do more audio books because of time, but like thirty five dollars for an audio book. Well, you get a, you get one. But no, you get this subscription. Yeah, you get the month. subscription, and you get just do like yeah, one a month. Uh, no. Yeah. 
Wait, wait, you like it's it's a rental thing. You don't actually really get to keep the book or anything like no, that. No, you do get to keep the book, but you get, if if you do the subscription, you you get like yeah, but uh, for how much are you paying? Fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, but do I really still, want to read? Listen, it's still cheaper to buy. Well, I mean, I guess convenience. Paying As somebody who has at least, I have a two-hour commute at least a day. I do at least a book a month. Like it, yeah, it totally I was say, honestly though, but like. I get through books pretty fast. Well, I use, because um, when I do audiobooks, I listen through this app called Libby, which is, uh, like, that's more of, like, a rental thing, where you link up your library card, and mm. then yeah, you can actually, like, like borrow either the Kindle version or the audiobook version of a book, and you have it for two weeks. So I get through the books pretty quickly. Wow. And not all books are available, but actually, like, all the, a, a lot of the Star Wars audiobooks that I've listened to were through Libby, so I haven't paid a freaking dime. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. There was a phase where I like literally like the day that they came out was getting some of the books where I was really on top of them. Like I said, I'm about mm -hmm. I'm about eight books behind at this point, but, but at one point I was current. Oh my God, they're, they're 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 coming out with so many books, it's, it's hard to keep up. And that's actually because we were talking about uh, not on the podcast, but we we had discussed. Um, the uh, the older canon, the Legends books, and I have not read a ton of those, and mainly because when they came, they first started coming out was like when I was in like towards the end of high school, beginning of college, and I just had no way to like have the time to read all those, and uh, and by the time I was ready to do it, there were so many to catch up on, it was just too overwhelming. Just like, ah, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's kind of what that's kind of what starts to happen. I mean, I'm kind, you know, anxiety. <laughs> I, I, I feel but, now, even though the the new canon is pretty pretty organized compared to yeah, yeah. The thing. Legend. All the other stuff was like a complete mess, and that's the only reason why they did away with all that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah. Contradictions. <laughs> well, because um, also a lot of people were contributing to to that expanded universe some of them weren't really necessarily under like lucasfilm umbrella so to speak there was a lot of like fan fan novelizations that people are would consider part of like the actual like expanded universe but that's debatable i guess yeah i don't know i don't know much about that but i i, I from my understanding is that george lucas just had less interest in making sure that the stories just kind of all flowed together um, and that was yeah. one of the things that 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 uh, that uh, Disney wanted to do was to try to keep that together. I don't know how it's going to stay all together with as much as they're pu putting out. Honestly, like, between... the Legends, it was just consistently trying to keep Star Wars relevant, in my honest opinion. Well, yeah, well, there was nothing. I remember, I remember distinctly when Heir to the Empire came out, because up until that point... There was very little Star Wars from any other source other than the movies, and I remember *Heir to the Empire* coming out and uh, it being a pretty big deal. And then everybody thought, uh, or at least people that I knew thought, that maybe that was like sort of going to be a new trilogy that they were going to do. And um, yeah, um, it was. Uh, it, there wasn't really anything there um and uh those were the ones that i actually read were the when those ones came out because it was just um just too exciting not to read those books you know and a lot of people hold those in such high regard and um whether or not they are as good as we kind of uh remember them to be it was partially because there just hadn't been anything so it was just it was star wars um yeah. and that was that was that was pretty exciting i guess um, Albert, what do you, what do you, how do you, uh, how do you take your Star Wars? How do I take my Star Wars? Well, so basically, what I do is I browse the YouTube's. <laughs> <laughs> I browse the YouTube's, and eventually I will come across a video that says, "Oh, Darth Vader does this." I'm like, you click, baby. <laughs> but anyway, so I click on it, and they basically start going over the latest um, issue of whatever comic that's currently out i think the vader one is out and um basically like you know he goes over it and i'm like well sh <gasps> this i'm gonna listen to it i mean read this so I, then i go out of my way to go and track the book down and i um end up reading it and i enjoy it and everything but i mostly take my star wars through the video game scene 
So we're going like back to days where like the very first Lego Star Wars came out. God, I miss those days. Um, to the newer games like Battlefront 2, although I prefer more the original OG one. And now I'm really looking forward to the uh, the last Jedi, uh, not the last Jedi, Fallen Jedi, right? Fe yeah, Fallen Jedi Order. Fallen Order. Yes. Jedi yeah, Fallen Order. Yep. In some order. Yeah, in some order. Well, aren't they also? Isn't didn't they also announce a new Star Lego Star Wars game coming out? Yes, that that. So basically, the whole premise with that one is that it's not just simply they're, you know, doing a re a HD remake or anything like that with the game. Is they're actually starting from the ground up with those games, yeah. including every single uh, uh, movie in it. Although I don't know if they're gonna expand to like include stuff like the Clone Wars in there. Since yeah, I feel or, like and, it, and I don't remember if it said that it would do like solo and rug one. I don't remember because yeah. it definitely sounded definitely sounded like it was Skywalker specific. But I mean, but at, in a sense, those things are part of the Skywalker saga. You you know, certain things happen that you know these movies kind of cover and be like, oh yeah, remember that one thing? Like for example, Rogue One. Like you ever wonder what how they got the plans? Well, there you go. That's 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 the dealio, kid. You know. Um, but like I, I don't know, I, I hope they actually include that kind of stuff because honestly, like the Clone Wars, Rogue One and, and Solo, like well, maybe less of Solo. Like they all brought I guess you could say a good amount of feels into the series. You know, like this is kinda like the hold me overs. Like the Clone Wars, for example, you know, they it had a very long runtime. You know, and this is before the uh, the prequel. I mean, not the prequels. The sequel movies started coming out, right? And for Star Wars fans, me who grew up with the prequels, as we discussed before, I enjoyed the ever living crap out of. You know what I mean? Now, for uh, for uh, for like movies like Rogue One, though, it kind of pays homage to the originals, and I, that's I feel like it just makes certain people happy. Like, oh snap, they kind of went back to the OG days. You know, this and this, da da da. And, you know, and then stuff like with Solo, it's just like, okay, we, this is a bit of story that, like, it's interesting interesting to know. Do we really need it, in my opinion? Eh. Although I think I'm going to upset a lot of people by saying that, but, eh. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just in terms of the game, that's though, a, like. That's subjective. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah a, subjective. Yeah. But then, but then you have, you know, your, your, your video games also who that also I keep repeating myself uh, that also just kind of go over stuff and actually introduces more to the story like for example the Battlefront 2 introducing Iden Iden Versio know what I mean and it kind of shows like the aftermath of the Empire and stuff like that and again it's very very interesting to see that kind of stuff because now you know all the stuff that we knew before is no longer canon it's legends well, that's well, that's why there's a big call from a lot of fans to actually tell the story of Knights of the Old Republic because um, it's it uh, when that one came out too it was it was you know a little bit after those books but there still hadn't been a ton of Star Wars storytelling and it's told a, a Star Wars story in a very different way um, that um, you know that sort of uh, you know was exciting and interesting and every bit Star Wars. Um, and I think that a lot of the games have an opportunity to, to do that. And I, and, uh, and I'm not a gamer. We can discuss that at some point. I'm not a gamer, but I do remember, um, some of the criticism as, especially among my students, cause they would talk to me about, uh, the original, the, the second battle, the second version of battlefront, but the first one, um, yeah. that, that, that there wasn't really no, you know, no story to it. It was just, you know, you just kind of go around was, and play. It was just basically a tech demo in my, my eyes. Wait, well, well, I, I'm not going to get into whether that there, but, but, uh, but it's certainly didn't reach the potential that a lot of people like to see out of games, which is to do something. that player heavy. That's what, um, the issue for some people was, I think when, uh, part one came out. Um, that it was barely yeah, there, there wasn't a campaign much, but it was right. More it didn't do anything. It didn't really do anything to expand, expand this, expand yeah. the story. Right. It was, it was, you know, whatever it was. And I, like I said, I'm not a gamer, but, 
Um, but there's a ton of potential in the games to move Star Wars stories Which forward. Which is what probably Jedi Fallen Order will do. It'll be nice. It's not going to be the first um, storyline where we see from the perspective of a Jedi uh, like what happens to them during Order 66, if anybody can recall the... Um, the what is it the the last uh, Padawan was it called that comic book about Kanan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had uh, all Caleb that there. Yeah. Um, because that was that was a comic from uh he was a young kid, a young Jedi during the the purge of the Jedi, so he experienced that firsthand. Um, but it's going to be interesting to kind of see that in a cinematic way too. Um, so that is definitely going to be a game where that gets fleshed out. So that'll be cool. Yeah, and, and actually, I, I, for me, one of the first times I started getting excited for new Star Wars films to start coming out, uh, and again, I'm not a gamer, but when The Old Republic started releasing those cinematic trailers for it, um, some of those are pretty darn cool. Um, yeah, I actually, like, I, I can't bring myself to go back and play older games just because I'm spoiled by modern graphics, but a lot of those cinematic cutscenes, or I don't know if they were like cutscenes, but um, uh, those little animated bits that they did, I don't even know what to call them, but they were so cutscenes. cool. And I remember watching them and I didn't even know what they were for at the time, but I was like, wow, this is so sick. Uh, like I knew it was something within the Star Wars universe, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So those are really cool. As Matt said, the, uh, the Old Republic has not aged well. It has a, <laughs> it, it has the hearts of many fans, but. <laughs> you're oh, yeah. uh, listen, maybe it's for me. I'm not, I'm not a gamer, but it ages <laughs> just fine for me because I can actually play those games and not suck. Um, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why gamers don't don't think they age well. Well, also but. the beauty is is we live in an age where you can find anything on the internet. And if you no. didn't want to play the games but wanted to know what the storylines were, you could just go on YouTube and wa- watch uh, gameplay videos scenes. or just yeah. watch the cutscenes. Yeah, that's I what I did essentially for a lot of them. One of the things that someone mentioned to me a while back was that their biggest issue with the side area media books games is they don't they don't really push the story forward. They just fill in the gaps. Like in episode, you know, whatever, you'll see this and then you play the game to know why this is here. You don't actually see anything major happen in the books or in the, in the, in the games. It's just like filler, you know, which the person had a good point, you know, especially if you, if you look in, if you just to piggyback off your comment, Elena, I did the same yeah. thing with Battlefront. I literally watched all the cutscenes on uh, YouTube even before I bought the game. And I thought the story was cool, but it didn't do anything when it comes to just no, the movies. But I think I think that they I think that they do that on purpose. It's their way of controlling the narrative through mm-hmm. what makes them the money, the big bucks. You know what I mean? And it's That's also the movies. That's what form of um, quality control. Like we have oh, these story beats quality control. Out. Yeah. I think that's the point of the expanded universe is really just to flesh out what the main the big kahuna is of Star Wars, and that's the movies and the, or, and the TV shows, I guess, if you wanted to include that. But I think if they started fleshing stuff out and, and uh, introducing new um, new major plot points in, like, let's say a novel, some people will probably be upset about that. There's some people who just refuse to read the books, you know what I mean? But, like, the movies, that's something that everybody will watch. Well, that's, that's part of it. And I think also, I think I, I get the sense that they're safe, like they don't want to tell a major story in that form if they, you know, if it could be told in, you know, a medium that is more accessible to everybody, um, yeah. and, you know, especially with not everything decided. Who, who do you know? Like, who is a Star Wars fan that's never watched the movies? Yeah, well, no. no, that doesn't ha- that doesn't exist. So if, uh, if I won't say 100 percent because I'll let you go off of your point in a second. But there are a group of like my students who often say that the games uh, to them are Star Wars. But have so, they watched the movies? Uh, they, they, uh, most likely. Yeah, most likely they have. Although there are some that have it. There's some that are just like, oh, I play Battlefront, but I've never seen the movie. Because there is that's so hard to believe. Yeah, I'm not saying it's common, but it does. I mean, I'm not. I'm just. I don't know. 
I, I, I have, I have for the most it. part, for the most part, the large majority of Star Wars fans watch have watched the movies. That's just yeah. No, I agree with you on that. So yeah. <laughs> going, going to uh, not trying to be sassy. I'm just saying that's kind of like it's a trickle thing, you know. Like you go from the movies to the TV shows, and then from there, it's like it's up to debate whether it's like the video games or the comics or the books. Yeah, the, the movies, the main course. Everything else is side dishes and snacks. So, it depends. It depends. Like one of the uh, an interesting book that I actually really enjoyed and wasn't expecting to. Um, was the book they went they wrote to go with uh, Battlefront called Twilight Company? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and because it was really made to go more with the game, um, and it wasn't focused on like because a lot of the books just have like this this one thing that they want to make sure that kind of pops out the you know sort of the the reason why they're telling the story. Um, but the reason why they were telling that story was just to show what um, sort of it was like to be embedded in the rebellion. Um, and that was a cool story. Um, and so yeah, and I, I haven't read that book, but I think a, a big reason why a lot of people were so to see about the game or at least about the campaign itself about Iden Versio was this is part two, right? Not part one you're talking about. Well, the book, the book, no, the book, the Twilight Company I, was I get for them the confused. first, there's, first, there's first two, one. There's two Battlefront books. There's there like are the two. One, this was the one. The second one was Inferno Squad. Or something like that. Yeah, Inferno Squad is, is the Battlefront. Yeah. Oh, was it just called Inferno Squad? Oh, okay. I, think so. I was going to say because a lot of people were pissy about Battlefront Two because the book actually fleshed out Iden's character more while she was still part of Inferno Squad before yeah. she yeah. she ditched and because uh, in the game she's I think Inferno Squad for maybe what two missions and then the rest of the game the campaign it's her in, in the rebellion. Whoa! Spoiler! Were, I haven't played the game yet. Dude, it's been out for almost two years. Spoiler, spoiler thing has been lifted. That is uh, your problem. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, you do not pull that card. <laughs> I don't know the full story, but that one, that 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 I there's a lot more to it. But yeah, yeah, I'm, sh- that's I'm sure. That's essentially there is. the gist. Um, I, and the games are. I mean, it is a different way to tell the story, and the books are a different way to, to tell the story because you get a lot more character stuff. So there's some like really interesting characters. Sometimes too much. Uh, uh, what's the one book? The uh, the one about Luke told from his perspective. Uh, uh, like was that the one I that came Je- out? I Jedi or something like that. Yeah, what? <laughs> That's a horrible name. It was. It was something like that. Why am I blanking on the name? Yeah, I, I can't it was remember. Jedi. It's something like that. There is really um, in the canon. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, uh, oh okay. I was gonna say because like I'm pretty familiar. No, it's in the new. With... No, it's in the new one. It's is in the it? new canon. Hold on, right. I'm gonna look it up because it's called yeah. I Jedi. Yeah. yeah, I'll find it. It's something like that. Um, but anyways, it's told from his perspective, and so you're in his head the entire book. Um, and so where it's called, uh, no, heir to the Jedi. Sorry. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I Jedi. I don't know. An I Jedi though. He becomes an iPod. He gets, he, an he, he gets is there an Apple? I Jedi? Yeah. I don't know what I. I, I, th- I think I. Did, I thought I just made that up. Oh, so that's why. That's not canon. Um, <laughs> Wait, what's down? Oh no, I, I just Everything down. before April 2015. Just <laughs> <laughs> That voice. Wait. Oh my God, the voice. Um, um, anyways, I'm the snooty one of the group. Yeah, you close your nose up so much. <laughs> so nasal. Vocal fry? Haven't heard of that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, anyways, heir to anyways, uh, heir to the Jedi is, to, is first person from Luke's perspective, and you're in his head the whole time, and. Uh, just him talking about how much he he thinks multi green bread is too spicy. There's it. That's <laughs> actually I, and actually the, 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 this is coming Seltzer from math. Spicy water. This, this is coming from a math teacher, but it's it's like very it's it's probably like the nerdiest Star Wars book I've ever read. Like it's very science fictiony, and like like they go on this mission and they have to like greet the this race, but this race like holds math to like a really high standard so you have oh. to like the first thing you need to do when you uh meet them is answer like a really challenging math question bitch what is this 
That that is in not the book. Not my book. That is not my Star Wars. <laughs> so, so I just looked it up on um, Audible, and I'm editing it to my my cart right now. <laughs> Dude, to listen to it. I have the book. I just haven't like gotten to oh, it yet. I didn't read it. it. I, honestly, I've I, I have I have highly enjoyed most of the books that I have read. Um, and like I said, I am a math teacher, and I has just oh. I, I can't. I, this one was oh. one where, where the. the and they didn't they didn't dive deep enough either. Like you're like thinking like a book about Luke really should uh, give you something. But anyways, I, I now maybe we can have book club. Oh, <laughs> See, <God. laughs> um, but I don't know that that would be the one I would choose. There are lots of awesome, awesome canon, new canon books. So I, I, wouldn't, or, I wouldn't ordinarily say that I didn't like one. But that was that was the one that I was just like. And uh, I, so, if I didn't sell you, on it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So wait, we didn't come directly to you, Elena. If you had anything specifically to, um, like you know, you get the uh, you've talked a little bit about the books and everything like that. But what else do you? Uh, how um, else do you take your Star Wars? Well, I'm one of those wackos that like doesn't have time but i try to absorb everything and anything i can from the uh from what's available um i've dived into the comics i've read a huge chunk of the canon uh novels um for very specific questions that just kind of pop into my head while i'm driving like uh, I can't even think of something off the top of my head. One that I have that still hasn't been answered is why are Count Dooku's eyes not yellow? But we can talk about that another time. Oh. Um, that's like well, still the, something- wait, there is the new like only on Audible. Like it's not a book, but it was like a radio play type thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I which I have told not. Me about it. Yeah, I haven't um, listened to that yet. So, but uh, what else? Um, yeah, I guess. Basically everything. Um, I haven't fully, like, as far as the comics go, there's a lot. There's, like, every character has their own uh, volume. But uh, I spread, like, the self-titled comics. I've dived into the Darth Vader ones a little bit. Uh, Some of the character ones, like Phasma. Uh, Mostly the novels, I think, that's kind of where my main go-to has been. Uh, I'm a little behind, just like you, um... But, uh, and Wikipedia, not a Wikipedia, (laughs) because there are people on there who do all the hard work for you and compile really nice, informative articles, uh, YouTube, like Albert, um, there's a same thing. Uh, there's people who have read everything over the moon and will compile like, uh, background videos for characters, um, and even like the theory ones are really cool because they dive into uh, the novels or even the old canon and kind of try to explain stuff within the Star Wars universe, which is cool. Um, yeah. And speaking of Legends too, you know, we were kind of talking about it before. The one thing we definitely should keep in mind is uh, what I've seen, at least in the new canon, is that they do dive into Legends quite a bit and bring stuff into the new canon. So. A lot of the and they haven't, they haven't dismissed it completely. That. Yeah, they haven't dismissed it completely, but they're bringing it back in ways. No, that I think that they're like just. They this is the the reason why they made it all non-canon is just so that they can start with a clean slate and kind of reorganize everything and tell it properly and not have uh, continuity errors or whatever you want to call it, where there's like inconsistencies and stuff. Uh, Thrawn was the major one, right? Like uh, yeah. that—that's kind of what revived Star Wars in the '90s, and now right. that was what it air, back. that was what heir to the Empire was, and uh, yeah, and I, I, but they also, I think, for fans, tried to try to do it the right way. Well, you know, I, I probably some people agree, some people don't, but the fact that they got Timothy Zahn on board right away. I think that they, if they hadn't had him on board, they, you know, they might not. I mean, have who knows the, the character decision. best? Right. So right, I think so. as long as they as long as they they said we're bringing him back to uh, we're bringing him to Rebels and Timothy Zahn's running a novel and then everybody could be like you know calm down. <laughs> yeah, and let's, <laughs> Timothy Zahn is a sweet ass man. Like he's so nice and precious. I'm like so happy that he's still on board on the Disney boat and writing the books. 
Um, wasn't a huge fan of Alliances, which was like the last book he wrote, but I'm still like. I haven't gotten to that one. And then there's the third one that's coming out soon, right? It's coming out in like August, I think. Coming out. Yeah. Well, who knows when this airs, but like August 2019, (laughs) new Timothy Zahn book. We're excited. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Well, I think it's time for us now to get to our main topic, which is this topic is one that's just sort of. I don't know if bothered me is the right word for it, but it's always been like sort of an issue. And I think it's why we have to kind of discuss it, which is um, sort of almost the elephant in the room in, in Star Wars in a way, which is how in the world did the galaxy, the Republic, the Jedi um, allow Palpatine, a Sith Lord, to take control of the, the galaxy? Um, that, 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 that to me is one of those things where, and, you know, I'm sure we could go through history and, and discuss, you know, uh, examples where this has happened, but sort of feels like an extreme example of, of this and may, you know, maybe not. Um, but, uh, you know, um, what, you know, what were the things that really contributed to sort of the blindness of everybody to see, you know, the evil, the most evil of the evil kind of take control and people kind of go along with it. Um, so, um, so yeah, so we started with uh, uh, Rodney. Uh, should we flip it back around and, and, uh, and go to you, Elena? Uh, well, I wanted to start by asking, has anyone yeah, just read somebody. The, um, the Darth Plagueis novel? That's Legends, but. Yep. No, I have not. Audiobook. Rodney, you've read it? Yep, audiobook. Because um, I think you might be able to contribute most to this um, discussion. Because uh, I have read a little bit of like tid- some tidbits here and there on the internet. Um, as far as Plagueis and him training uh, Sidious, who is Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as far as what I've understood and kind of what makes sense to me as far as how he was able to trick literally everyone, including the Jedi, was um, manipulation and veiling himself with the Force because it, it it was at that point where the Jedi were talking about um, the, what do you call it, um, the prophecy that there would be uh, somebody who would come and bring balance to the Force. There was clearly a disbalance at that point that they were just talking about, and it must have been tipping towards the dark side. So if the force was kind of more dark side <laughs> at the time, that's where the force, if it was a person was like, yo, this is who I'm chilling with, um, it might have been easier for people like Sidious to veil themselves in the force and hide their uh, abilities. And um, I guess because the Jedi can kind of sense somebody's force sense or sensitivity. I don't know what you would call it. Um but that's kind of my understanding. Uh, so I don't know if, Rodney, you could maybe elaborate more on that. Before The Last Jedi come out, came out, uh, a lot of talk about how he was able, how Palpatine was able to do it, it was because the Jedi Temple was erected and built on a former Sith Temple site. So he was Oof. able to, yeah, so he was able to use the dark side to shroud himself my personal opinion is using the dark side of the force to hide yourself from other force users requires you to use the force. So how is that even not, not even noticed after the last Jedi came out, it kind of dawned on me, like maybe he disconnected himself from the force. Oh, because if be you, cool. you know what I mean? Like if you listen to uh, the scene between Ray and Luke, She's like, I didn't feel you. You weren't there. Like, how did you do that? You disconnected yourself from the Force. I would think that that's how he was able to do it, to unplug himself from the Force. Because if you're using something, if you're using the Force to hide yourself within the Force, you're still using the Force. It's just, it's just kind of how my, my logic lines up. So I would think Wait, that... Yeah, but if, if it's uh, that's shrouded... A tough yeah. But if it's like he's... Uh, 
because I think that correlates with the Jedi's ability to use the Force and that their uh, maybe their senses aren't were kind of dulled or, in a sense. You know what I mean? That yeah. uh, they they, because... they do make note of like oh the the Jedi's ability to use the Force has diminished. Mace Windu says it. Which could yeah, re- so that might could, be that know. might be why that might explain how Palpatine was so easily able to literally hide himself in plain sight and not necessarily. I think because Luke's disconnect with the Force was more of this like personal, like I don't want to do this crap anymore. Sort of, I don't know how to put it, but mm-hmm. Palpatine uh, or Sidious, he was like driven to to get into power. He was manipulating everybody for years and years and years. I don't see what reason he would have to disconnect from the force. Well, he didn't use the sense. force to manipulate like, people. If, oh, like, no. If no, you, not if at you, all. I mean, he was smart as hell. Going back to like, the, even the Palpatine he, book, like, he was he was suave. He had a he had the gift of gab, and he paid and that's, attention to And that's to legends, people. right? But that's yeah. but because they haven't fleshed out his story in the new canon, it's like that's all you have to go on. But even even the ability that he had to play both sides, he he mm. manipulated the Trade Federation to start the blockade and all this other stuff, and then he manipulated Padme too during that one exactly. Uh, but he was the, it in Phantom Menace where he was like, oh, vote out this guy, whatever the hell his name was, Valorum Chancellor yeah, Valorum, right. So um, he he but he did all of that and this is in my opinion what makes him a great villain is he did it without using the force. He not completely not completely he does cuz I'm just I was just trying to think of this. Um so you do see him use the force against Darth Maul in the Clone Wars when he fights Darth Maul. Okay, yeah. But I I'm referring more as to how, the political aspect, the political of it, aspect yeah. right? So, but I'm just trying to think about how you know, like, well, I uh, how he was hidden from the Jedi. Uh, I mean, I guess it could still hold hold up if you if you kind of. Th- I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying. Like I said, this is one of those elephants in the room where it's like, yeah, how, how, um, how if the Jedi, if the Jedi could <laughs> sense the, you know, so many things, and and and. Um, how did they, how did they miss it? And he had to be, you know, again, maybe a lot of it needs to be told. Um, but he had to be manipulating something. I think in the Plagueis novel, there's a lot of insight on, on his training with, uh, Sidious's training with Plagueis about their, uh, meditations and, and just that buildup, um, to Mm. where Palpatine ends up. And, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I think it would be just, I mean, (laughs) Maybe it's due to lack of explanation, but to simplify it, in my opinion, for me, the way I can accept it is that he was able to (laughs) step out of it, step out of the force the way Luke did. Like Luke disconnected. He made a choice to not, you know, be in this room anymore, so to speak. Now, the Jedi worked side by side with Palpatine. They talked to him constantly throughout the Clone Wars. They sat in his office directly across from him and never felt the ripples of the force off of him. Now, yeah. So, okay, but how do you explain in Revenge of the Sith when Mace Windu comes to arrest him, he's still viewing Palpatine as just a corrupt politician. And at that point, he, you know, he unleashes his Sithness and attacks the Jedi. Well, that point, the cat's out of the bag, right? That's a spoiler. But but I don't think... (laughs) I I think at that point... (laughs) To, to continue on my train of thought, I think at that point, he's able to turn it on and off. Like, it didn't take much work for Luke to reconnect to the Force again. Because once... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, there, actually, like, I'm actually liking, I'm liking your explanation. I'm just trying to reconcile, like, all the little extra bits of it. But I do like that explanation that, like, he was, a, you know, like, instead of, like, him masking the Force, which would require a lot of effort... Mm-hmm. Um, Theoretically, well, theoretically, anyways, we, you know, depending upon how powerful he really on again. <laughs> but, yeah, to, to, to be able to master it, that time to turn on the charm bomb. Yeah, it's a charm bomb. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's it's been said that the dark side was obviously stronger at that time because the Jedi were throwing it off balance because there was so many Jedi versus so many Sith. So the darkness rides, you know, rises up to uh, compensate for the dominance of the light. So if he's able to manipulate it and master it to where he he can disconnect from it. He can sit at the table right across from Yoda and Mace Windu, two of the most powerful people in this galaxy when it comes to force usage, and they not 
get a ripple in the force. Nothing. Even when homeboy, even when uh, he gets the message that Padme's still there, and here she comes in from his um, his little sidekick guy, the the Greedo dude, the Rodian that pops up on his uh, his desk. Oh, you know, Amadala's here. Okay, now right. he didn't betray any sort of emotion of oh, my bounty hunters failed again. Nothing. He was just like, all right, let her in, because he, I, I, I believe that he was able to disconnect himself. Uh, from the force and reconnect to it you don't see palpatine use the force in any time up until at least in my opinion up until mace windu comes and now he's got to click out the lightsaber out of his his hidden stash spot and and turn on the and go full-blown sith like all right the, the the shroud of the dark side has fallen you know i don't need to hide this anymore so that's that's how i was able to rationalize how he was able to do that disconnecting from the force and manipulating everyone around him to do his bidding even up to even if you listen to the um the plagueis book the the new count dooku one like you, you can hear the interactions between palpatine and and uh count dooku palpatine and um Sifo-Dyas. Like there's, you can manipulate people through influence, and he's the little whisper in the ear that, yeah, maybe, maybe we do need to have an army, and and I don't want to betray the galaxy, and I don't want the galaxy to fall, so they don't want to listen to me, but I believe this is right. That's all influence, which is in some ways more powerful than the force, because if you can yeah. influence people to do things, they can go do it for you, which is what the master puppeteer that Palpatine does. Right. Well, and and you know, because you, well, Yoda's explanation is that the dark side clouds everything. Right. That's what he says in Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess that's his reaction to what he saw, which is that the dark side clouds everything. So maybe, maybe the dark side in a different way the, from the light side, where the light side you could really detect it because it's out there and it's shining, uh, so to speak. The dark side uh, it, it intuitively hides itself. Um, and that's part of what the dark side is, is it doesn't it doesn't shine in the same way that the light side does. Right. That's why I was going with that. He just became very skilled at being able to mask and hide himself and hide his intentions and in his. Uh, I don't even know if he had emotions, but like. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's that's just me. I don't. I don't think he just turned it off. I think he was just really good at hiding it, in that he was using the dark side and, and the, the dark side of the force to his advantage. And like while the Jedi were their their, their senses were clouded, he was able to just skillfully hide everything that he had intended up and what was revealed in Revenge of the Sith. Albert, where are you on this? Hmm. <laughs> Wake up, Albert. <laughs> I'm I'm with Rodney on that. I'm, I'm with Rodney. I, I feel like he turned around. <laughs> Boom. No. Yeah. I mean, because again, like he he brought up a lot of good points. You know what I mean? You have these two powerful, you know, force users, and they and they don't pick up anything. They don't pick up a single thing out of this man. Because the Jedi senses were clouded. Or do you I think, mean, well, maybe, maybe, or do you think that, like, by nature, the the light side is too optimistic for it? No. You know what I mean? Like, I would, like think, li- I would think that, like a pool, if somebody's in it, you could feel the ripples, the ripples coming from that person on the other side of the pool. Like, that's the waves of the force. The they move. The force. Or the, wimp, the warmth of the water. Yeah. You get my meaning? Does it... <laughs> But I mean, like, yeah, okay. Now you got it, huh? Yeah, yeah. It took a minute for me to do the math. Um, but maybe, maybe, but maybe, but maybe, like the uh, now that we're using analogies, maybe the light side is like talking to each other above the water, and the dark side is like talking also, under the also, water. Also, you have to remember that everybody has some level of force sensitivity too, right? Like everybody has some ca- level of midichlorian count or whatever you want to call it. It's just that. Some individuals have higher force sensitivity than others, and that's how they pick them out to become Jedi and stuff, right? I mean, granted, you got to take this into into consideration. Uh, Ronnie just brought up a good point. Whenever Count Dooku or Maul enter an area, they automatically are able to sense that, hey, there's a dark side user here. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they suck. 
<laughs> I mean, yes, they su- I mean, yes, they suck, you know, whatever. But like, again, like, how well, are you able to sense these? Okay, able to sense these guys? I hate to argue against my own point, especially when you're supporting me on my my theory here. But I would think, <laughs> <laughs> Albert, I would. We think love that to contradict. Maul, <laughs> Maul and Dooku radiated the power from the dark side, whereas Palpatine is keeping it inside. He's not trying to radiate it. He he's, not drawing, it. he's not drawing yeah. power from it, he, especially with Maul. Maul was a, 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 a killing machine. He thrived Well, also, they weren't the really death. trying to hide it, too. Maul was just pissed off all the time, and Dooku was just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm here, bitch. I'm not I hiding. Could just, wait, I, no, could just no. it. I could just imagine every single time a Palpatine was around anyone from the light side of the forest, for him to hold in that dark side energy, it's like him holding in a fart and He's like, oh, God, you just live already. <laughs> or holding in so, his gut. Right, with I, gotta his, go. with I gotta go. Child. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, guys, I gotta go. I gotta just, just oh, God, man, he's trying to keep coming in out. <laughs> no. All right, wait, I just thought of, I just thought of a, I have a, I have a question, and then it's totally unrelated, but it's still, like, in, 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 I don't know. It just popped in my head. Um, so from the time of the end of Revenge of the Sith through the Empire's, like, glory... Um, were people aware that that Palpatine was a Sith Lord, like, or they not did, many. or is he just the Empire, the Emperor, and they did not know that, you know, because we know, we know by the time we get to Last Jedi that that this is common knowledge. Um, but I don't. I never felt. I never felt I like think, it. I don't think so because. Um, <clears throat> I don't think so. He kind of like didn't really like hang out with everyone. He didn't make a lot of. Um, <laughs> public appearances as well no uh, that's what i'm saying like that's he why just kind of vader so i would say yeah, okay i would say the galaxy didn't realize that they were being that they were being ruled by a sith lord they were being they ruled ruled. did everybody know when vader was a sith circle. lord because or anybody no. go ahead matt what'd you say no did, they, did then did people then at least realize that vader was a sith lord that's sort of like they call him lord well, vader maybe they didn't even like call they didn't like have a word for it but they knew that he was like this Monster. I don't think the galaxy knew what the Sith really were, because yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That they the didn't prequels, really know how to explain it, but they like Vader didn't hide himself. He went out and was like murdering whole villages like a boss. I think the the galaxy rationalized <laughs> this guy running around with a red lightsaber was just an evil Jedi, which played into the whole the Jedi are evil. The Jedi try to take over. Um, there's an episode in the Clone Wars where where um i think they they uh, the maybe oh yeah Rebels. that they were playing that narrative that that was yeah it's one of the two of them but somebody says yeah he had a lightsaber like you guys like people equated lightsabers to know. jedi yeah. and yeah nobody really knew what the sith were unless you were a jedi or you were somehow in that loop so i don't believe that the <laughs> galaxy You're knew stupid. that he was a sith lord um no okay. i don't think so I mean, I, I don't. I kind of agree with you, but I think it all goes to that that question of like, you know, even at that point, he is sort of still keeping himself sort of hidden in a way. Um, and I guess, I, well, I guess the rebellion knew. You know what I mean? Like they definitely knew. That there was like an evil. Yeah, they knew. They knew from from Kenobi. They had to. But did Kenobi? Ken- Kenobi really didn't hang with the rebels much. I was gonna yeah, say, you know, he was he he spoke with uh, Organa. But did he um, say, "Hey, man, Sith are these bad versions of us"? I was so. going to say, I think no, that they're, he, well, that they're Orga- main focus Bail, was... Organa knows from the end of Revenge of the Sith. He, he no, knows. I'm sure there's there's select individuals who knew, but the rebellion's sole cause was to fight against like the tyranny of the Empire. It wasn't necessarily to fight the Sith and the dark side of the Force. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no I, I agree with that. That was that, more of that, an that, agenda that for, for, like, Luke yeah. and Obi-Wan. I don't think the um, galaxy knew. I, I can't imagine a way that that would, secret would get out because anybody who saw Palpatine exhibit Force-like traits or abilities ended up dead. So yeah. how, how would you know? That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't, of, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a resolved question. Do, they called him a monster. Yeah. They were like, uh, yeah. And all, the guys be. on the Death Star knew that Vader 
was into the Jedi religion. We know that for a fact. That's in the dialogue. You know, you're the yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, of no, this no, I agree with you on that. Ridiculous thing. But did they know that the Emperor was? I would say no. I would because yeah, he was just kind of like yeah. They were doing you do too all my removed. do all my dirty work. I'm gonna go go to the spa today. I mean, yeah, take, like take who else, who else would he need to fight in a Jedi like way after yeah. Order sixty six? Go ahead, Albert. I mean, take what Dell said in Battlefront two. When Luke was opening the door, he's like, "Why would the Emperor ever need force powers to open a door?" Yeah, and I just finished that mission a little while ago. Ooh. By the way, boom, it's finished Battlefront. And I played that campaign <laughs> so long ago, I didn't even remember that. But yeah, you're right. So like, I don't think the galaxy knew, dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're we're uh, coming to the end of our time. Um, I, uh, this is another one of those things that I think no um, resolution. No, I don't know that there was. I mean, there was good discussion. There was some cool stuff. Like I really enjoyed what we were what we were saying. Um, maybe, and maybe that's by design because they haven't written the you know the books haven't been written yet. To oh, there's a hundred percent plenty of questions that are left unanswered. Yes, this is soaking new. Yeah, you really <laughs> You really triggered something in, in me. Why uh, Dooku's eyes never turned. So like okay, my, but like that's a serious like that's like I need to know my brain's working. Up with that. I'm already on like page three of of, of a thesis. <laughs> so, yeah. Stay no, tuned. because that's like a defining that's some like defining quality of the Sith, right? Like Anakin, he goes dark side. His but eyes it turn. It doesn't stay that gold. way. It doesn't stay that way. That the eyes, in my they opinion, don't. No, because when, you, when in episode three they only turn. No, when he commits the most darkest of things by killing the uh, Trade Federation, but when he's yeah, talking, but that's to, him, like, he's talking that's him to Padme, dark. and they're back to normal. I think the eyes. Well, because I think that's him. That's still him still teetering back and forth. Well, he, he like, do they turn while he's fighting Kenobi? Uh, when he I think says so. you don't understand. Oh no, yeah, because when he's laying on the ground, he's crispin. Uh, he's he definitely had yellow eyes, and then in Rebels, when he's fighting Ahsoka, his his helmet's like. Shattered. Yeah. You can see his eye. His eyes are red or gold but is, or whatever. But is is <clears throat> uh, just we're um I'm, I'm on page three of the mental thesis. Is that just the call? <laughs> is that just the physical manifestation of the drawing of power from the dark side? Because maybe I don't know. Maul but that's the thing. It seems like it, so where, 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 yeah. yeah. Where was where was Maul's eyesight? I can't recall. Ma- Maul's eyes were always like that. Oh, and constantly. I, okay. And I think and he was like he was just bathing in the dark side. Like he was totally pissed off all the time palpatine <laughs> doesn't have the eyes until he reveals himself as darth sidious and i don't think he keeps him either does he have him in the scene where he's when he's in the senate the attack on my left he's left me scarred does he have him then i don't think he, i don't think he has it in return I don't of the think jedi he really does he see them so much like Dragon nice. Ball Z, when your hair starts flying up and you get all super scion, <laughs> I think that's kind of how it manifests itself physically is it alters your eyes. Well, so that's why I'm curious. Like, what was Dooku's deal? I mean, he was definitely more I would like more to think of a Dooku. classy Sith, I there guess you, you can call it. He was a classy I, I man. Think he's so suave to me. He was always maintaining He's suave the dark side. I'm drawing so, from the dark side, not being engulfed <laughs> so, in it. I actually can think of some questions that we get to throw into this, so let's save it. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I also, I think we, my, my, my end theory <laughs> on that was that um, Christopher Lee, is that the actor who played him? Yes. Yep. He just couldn't wear contacts and CGIing eyes was probably going to look too weird, and I think that's oh, really no. just all it was. Not like the bouncing head on the stuntman. No, that's not look weird at all. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that was my explanation at the end of the day that was to myself, that I think that's really all it was. He just didn't want to wear collared contacts. But uh, there we go. That's it. Let's send it. That's exactly the reason. Let's just call that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elena, where can we find you on social media? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Elena underscore strikes and links to all my other social media is in my bio. Cool. Cool. Albert, how are you, bud? You could find me via Instagram as cc underscore two two seven nine five. That's it. Nice. And Rodney, how about you? My five-page thesis on why Count Dooku's eyes never turn will be published publicly at Lord underscore Dread on Instagram. <laughs> 
and we all look forward to it and uh you know can't wait to read it on whatever we can read that on um <laughs> you can get me uh, you can get me on instagram i guess uh not that like i think i've mentioned that i don't really check that but whatever or well, anyways uh twitter or something at bmtn1111 um and uh and uh, we'll start talking about the actual uh podcast um uh instagram and stuff maybe in the next episode or so as those things are starting to go up Um, But uh, for now, thank you for listening and we'll uh, see you next time. Bye.